So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What is up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having an amazing day. And a huge shout out to those of you that uh, leave us comments, write us in. Uh, We so appreciate it. And um, it's just been fun. Fun to watch the podcast grow. Fun to reach more people. And, you know, I think we're like a top 5% podcast now, which is super fun, Uh, especially considering we don't advertise, we don't push this. And really, we've only been around for about a year. But, uh, but it's exciting. I, I think, you know, um, as we as we continue to grow, I'm just excited to change more people's lives and to help more people like you grow in their confidence and their integrity. All right, today, we're jumping right in. We're talking about combating hopelessness. And this is a really important subject, because the reality is we all experience hopelessness at some point in our lives. And I've been really intrigued by just some of the people that have joined our program lately, and realizing how many of them feel hopeless. And I, I realize how stupid that sounds because it's like, Sathya, you're dealing with people who are addicted. They've been addicted for a long time. They've tried everything in the book and they haven't been able to get free. Like, no, duh, they feel hopeless. But I know for me, when I was struggling, I certainly had moments of hopelessness, like kind of just, I guess, resolving that maybe I was never going to figure this thing out. Like kind of just thinking, you know what, maybe this is just the thorn in my flesh. Um, Maybe I don't have what it takes. Maybe this is what God wants for me. I mean, not not quite like that. But you know what I mean? Just kind of feeling like, you know, maybe, maybe I just have to learn to live with it kind of thing. And it's really interesting because I I don't well, I did have feelings like that. It wasn't very often. I don't recall really thinking that a lot. Typically for me, it was, I am going to figure this out. I was, I was pretty bound and determined because I knew, I knew there was a way, you know, I just didn't know what it was, but I forget that not everybody's wired like me and that many guys. And like I said, especially a lot of guys lately that have joined have just said, I feel hopeless. Like, I just feel like, like nothing's ever going to work for me and I just have to learn to live with it. And that statement, literally, like I could feel the tightness in my chest when I was hearing some of these guys say something to that effect, if not those words, I'm just going to have to learn to live with it. Because in my head, I was like, no, no, that's not how this works. But obviously, I I get where they're coming from. They're coming from this place of hopelessness. And so I wanted to speak into that a little bit today. We, We had somebody in our community ask about this recently too. Like, you know, when you do get discouraged and you feel hopeless and you feel like, it's just always going to be this way. What what do you do? How do you handle it? And the reality is, guys, whether it's getting free of porn or it's pursuing a promotion at work or you know trying to have a healthy marriage, growing in your spiritual life, pretty much every area of life is subject to hopelessness. And there's going to be applications all across the board today as a result. Now, let's talk a little bit about hope because I think I think if we have hope, we become more or less unstoppable. Hope is often the gateway to faith. It is the gateway to massive action. 
and it is ultimately the entry point for radical change. And for you and I as human beings to really feel alive, we must be changing. We must be growing. And it's terribly ironic because there's that survival part of our brain and body that tells us we don't like change. Change, bad. Familiarity, good. Let's not change. And the reality is for us to actually feel satisfied in life and to feel like like we're alive and we're making a difference in this world, change must take place. But you will not make changes towards something unless you are hopeful that those changes are real, that they can actually happen for you. And so if hope is the gateway to making great changes in our life so that we can grow and feel alive, hopelessness is when we do not see the door. The door is shut. Hopelessness is is always regarding the future. Sometimes it is informed by the past, but we, we are always conscious of the future when we feel hopeless. If, if uh, Maybe I'll phrase it this way. If you had no consciousness of your future, if you were fully present, 100% present in the moment, or you were just present and you also had consciousness of your past, but no concept of the future, it would be impossible for you to experience hope and hopelessness. It only deals with the future. If you remove the future, you remove the concept of hope. So when we feel hopeless, it is because we have we have made some sort of conclusion about our future that that makes it seem out of reach, impossible, unattainable. So hopelessness derives from perception. That's all it is, right? All it is is perception. Hopelessness comes from this place that that says the future does not have opportunity. It's not going to provide the change. The future doesn't have the thing that I desperately need to satisfy a pain or a challenge that I'm experiencing in the present. So um, I know for me, one of the things that I dealt with when I was single was, was just hopelessness around marriage. Now, again, I, I think I'm a little bit unusually wired because I've, I'm not particularly, I, I don't get hopeless and like downward spiral. Generally speaking, I, I don't do that. Um, and so when I was single and I felt hopeless, I often just felt like every time I met something, there was always, sorry, every time I met someone, there was something that got in the way. Like I remember meeting somebody overseas at my friend's wedding and I was like, well, she's amazing. And I think we could have a great relationship together, but there's a physical barrier, right? Another time I met the person and it was like, oh, spiritually, we were just on completely different wavelengths. You could just tell it was going to be a point of friction in our relationship if we were going to carry forward. So there were just all these things, right, where you just kind of feel hopeless, right? Like, is this ever really going to happen? Am I, am I ever going to find somebody who's going to actually meet the, the things that I'm looking for and that I long for in a, a partner? And um, again, you can you can see if we kind of break apart that 
that experience, it's pertaining to the future, and it's re- but it's regarding a present pain, right? So if you're dealing with hopelessness, thanks for letting me set this up, by the way, guys. Not that you really had a choice, but thanks for letting me just take a bit of time to contextualize this. If you're dealing with hopelessness, you want to address both elements, right? You want to address your concepts around the future. So that's what I was talking about earlier. You might need to alter some of your perceptions. So for me, one of the things God spoke to me when I was single is he said, Sathya, every no that you give is a seed sown into your yes that you'll give to one person forever. So, so in other words, it's like you may feel like, oh, it's another one that didn't work out, but God was telling me you're one step closer, right? Just a different different paradigm, different perception. And seeing it that way really allowed me to appreciate that, I guess, appreciate these relationships that ultimately didn't work. Because I thought, man, if I got stuck in that long distance relationship, that would have been so hard. Think of just how exhausting that would have been, trying to accommodate time zones and traveling to meet each other. And, you know, some people can do that. But I, I for me, was just, I, for me, I, I was never a long distance person. That was something I just never really wanted um, and something that was kind of a deal breaker for me. So again, it just, it starts to give you appreciation for the the no's and the rejections and the things that don't work out. Now, in, in an addiction recovery context, I would say the same thing. All the solutions you've tried up until now, it's not that they were failures. It's just that they they helped you get to a certain step and then you needed some more help to get to the next. But they were all investments. They're all seeds sown into your full recovery. And they will bear fruit if you keep watering them, if you keep embracing this recovery journey. But if you throw in the towel, then the seeds go to waste. So we want to change our paradigms and our perceptions. We want to make sure that we're seeing this thing correctly. And this is where listening to the Holy Spirit, journaling, some of the things that we talk about here, hearing God's voice, these go a really really long way. And they're going to allow you to to gain God's perspective on a situation so that you're not confronted with hopelessness around it. Because I, I don't believe there's any situation that truly merits hopelessness. The other element is the present pain, right? It is that the, there's, there's present pain and then there's the distant future. Those are the two things we're battling. So distant future, we're going to alter our perceptions present pain, what we have to do is we have to assess the pain. Like, is being single really that painful? And for me, the the answer was no. <laughs> I had a great life as a single man. I had good friends. I got to travel the world. And, you know, it was one of the reasons I actually became a recording artist when I was single because I thought, you know, when I'm, when I'm in a relationship, I know that my money is probably going to go in that direction. My time and attention is going to go in that direction. I, I guess I kind of had dreams of being like this traveling artist and going on tour and stuff, but it, it was never really like at the core of why I was doing what I was doing. So I was like, hey, this is something I want to do and this is probably the best time to do it. Again, just combating hopelessness, identifying like, okay, yeah, I, I do feel this discomfort because my, my friends are married and I'm 25 and I should be married by now, but I'm not. Um, but at the same time, it was like, but what a great opportunity I have to make the most of this. This is this doesn't have to be as painful as I'm making it out to be. So again, it, it's not to be like, I don't need no woman. I don't need no relationship, right? Like we're not trying to swing the pendulum the other way, but rather just to say, okay, I'm not going to overreact to this. I'm not going to force the issue here. 
How can I make the most of the things I can control in this situation? Something we come back to a lot here. So if you're combating hopelessness, number one, just just analyze how you're perceiving the future and ask yourself, is there some things, are there some things I can change here in the way I perceive my future that are going to allow me to do this a lot better? Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing that you're going to want to do is you're going to want to ask yourself, how bad is this pain? Like what what's the real pain that's going on here? And are there different ways that I can address it right now? Because if you're like, oh, it's just so painful to be alone, you don't need a relationship or you don't need a romantic relationship to fix that problem, right? If it's like, well, I, I just watch porn because I, I'm feeling so much pain from my past. Well, you have other ways to deal with your pain, right? There's there's other ways to process them. So again, I'm giving some some kind of like cheeky textbook, maybe a little bit extreme examples or like too perfect of examples, but hopefully the concepts are clear. If you're combating hopelessness in your life, it's twofold. We want to address our perceptions around the future and our solutions for pain in the present. And if we can look at those two things effectively, we will likely garner hope again for the future and for the things that lie ahead. And that was the case for me. I actually remember I reached a great place in my life where it was like, you know, I'm I'm more or less free of porn. I'm healthy. I could get into a relationship tomorrow and I'd be good to go, but I don't really need it. You know, I can't wait for that day when it comes, but I just don't really need it, you know? And that was a really good place to be. And then it wasn't too long after that that I met Shaloma. So God, God works in cool ways like that. But he is the God of hope. Hope is the the essence of the gospel, right? It's like we were hopeless. Jesus gave his life that we could have hope. Hope for eternal life. Hope for a, a better future. Um, and, and hope that we would not be sentenced to eternal condemnation. Um, that's a big deal, you know? And it's, it's the whole essence of who God is that we can have high anticipation for our future and I just want to encourage you, you know, that in your journey to freedom, as you grow as a follower of Jesus and everything else, hope must be part of the journey. And if you are experiencing hopelessness, it is likely because you have you have somehow, you have some faulty perception about your future, or you have found incomplete solutions to deal with pain in the present. And if you address either of those or both of those, I can pretty much guarantee hope will rise and you will see the light at the end of the tunnel. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have an amazing day. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, 
I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.